0: Hey, everyone. This is Brian Ferguson. If you're listening to this, then I know you are enjoying the Bumps and Thumbs podcast. In order to continue to run the podcast and get guests on the show, we need support from people like you. Please go to anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Once you are there, you'll have options to select from to make a monthly contribution. Your support will help us get on wrestling stars that require financial compensation. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the Talk of Wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today was in pro wrestling for many years. He won numerous tag team titles with legends like Buddy Rose and Roddy Piper. He has also won numerous singles titles, such as the NWA Central States title, NWA Pacific Northwest heavyweight title, and the U.S. heavyweight title, just to name a few. He is best known for competing in the Pacific Northwest, UWF, and AWA. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome Colonel De Beers Colonel, thank you for coming on. Bumps and thumps.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's,
0: it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on here today. Um, uh, I'm kind of starstruck, to be honest with you. So um, I want to talk about first, if we can, uh, growing up, I understand you're from... Uh, You're from St. Joe, Missouri, is that correct?
1: Uh, Yes, I am, yeah, born and raised in St. Joe.
0: Okay, can we uh, talk a little bit about your childhood uh, growing up there and some of your
1: school? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just a normal kid going to Blair Elementary School. Uh, My parents were, uh, I'm going to say, middle class. Mm Mm-hmm. We weren't we weren't rich. We weren't poor. We were just had plenty to eat, but uh, you know didn't always get everything we wanted. Yeah. Uh, I was always involved in sports of some kind.
0: Okay. What was your uh, most? What did you like the most in sports when you were in school?
1: Uh probably football. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I I played basketball until the my high school coach told me uh you need to concentrate on football. Okay. So in other words, you're cut from basketball <laughs> the basketball <laughs> team. All right, did so you that was that was a nice way of him to say that.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh after you graduated high school, did you uh go to college or anything or?
1: I did. I, uh, I went to uh, Worsperd University my freshman year, mm-hmm. and then I uh, I transferred to Northwest Missouri State University. Okay. in in Maryville. Okay. So that's that's where I graduated from, and okay. I uh, I lettered there three years in in football and one year in track.
0: Ah, track. What'd you do in track?
1: I was a shot putter.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're a big guy, so. I figured that's but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, getting started in pro wrestling. I understand uh, you were trained by Harley Race and Lord Littlebrook. Is that correct?
1: That, that's very close, yeah. And uh, and uh, I, I worked out a lot with a, a female wrestler. Mm-hmm. And be darned if I can uh, think of her name right now. But anyway, she was... Uh, at Independence, she didn't, she didn't and wouldn't work for Mula ever.
0: Oh yeah. I've, I've heard some horror stories about,
1: uh, Oh, there were horrible horror stories about that woman and the way she abused those poor women. But anyway.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, what was your training like with, with working with Harley and, uh, And uh, Lord Littleberg. I mean, even how did you even get interested in that? Because you were in football. So I'm kind of curious how you got into wrestling.
1: Well, uh, because I was playing football, I got a lot of local press. Mm -hmm. And uh, this old promoter named Gus Karras Mm -hmm. uh, called me and he said, stop by the office. I want to talk to you about wrestling. And I said, well, you know, I'm really not too interested, uh, at the, at the time. And, uh, so I, I graduated, I, uh, didn't have a a career after that, Mm -hmm. even though some people, you know, pushed that. But, uh, anyway, so I went, I'd started teaching school and I said, man, this is not my life.
0: Yeah.
1: And, And I went back to the old promoter and said, what about this stuff? Yeah, and so he introduced me uh, to a few of the wrestlers, and I worked out with a lot of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Littlebrook probably did me more good than anybody. I mean, because number one, he had a a midget ring set up in his garage.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, and that's where he he trained his midgets, and so uh, that was and and Friday you know, in the local hometown, say Joe, mm-hmm. that was when the matches were. And I used to go down there early and find out if anybody worked out with me before, you know, the matches. And that's where I, uh, I got a lot of training from Harley. Yeah. Well, again, like I say, I, I learned actually more from the, uh, from little brook and, uh, the, uh, the midgets, all of them. Yeah. But, uh, also the, I worked out with a woman a lot because Kay Noble was her name. She was always training new girls mm-hmm. because she, uh, she wouldn't work for Mula and she, she worked, she still, you know, she got a lot of work. Yeah. Even without that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's just part of, uh, part of the thing. Yeah. Oh,
0: so after you got trained in, uh, in St. Joe, uh, did you go right to the Pacific Northwest? Because I, I read well, a lot no, about no, you in the Pacific uh, Northwest.
1: No, they, I went to Florida. Florida was my uh, okay. my first territory that I worked. Okay. And uh, you know, you back then, you did all the learning and what it takes. You you looked at the lights a mm-hmm. hell of a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's. That much different now, but anyway. Yeah. That's where you, you know, you had the journeyman for a couple of years and then finally you get a break.
0: Yeah. Is that when you went to the Pacific Northwest after that?
1: Uh, no, actually, I got a little break in the Carolinas early. Okay. Uh, I don't think it was anything to do with my ability. I think it was <laughs> uh, the fact that Gus Karras had made a guy by the name of Rip Hawk
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh quite a bit of money when he was working the, the Midwest. And I was no longer a bottom man, I was a middleman. I I beat I beat up the jobbers and then the big boys beat beat me up. <laughs> and so that was that was somewhat of a a a break, I suppose you'd call it. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't looking at the lights every night. <laughs> Probably, probably two out of three. Yeah, (laughs)
0: that's great. Uh, A little bit about your travel experiences. I'm sure you rode in a car quite a bit during those days. Oh, yes. Um, What was, uh, when I've interviewed other people uh, on here, they always, they usually talk about how much they learned on the road from those more experienced guys, just talking to them and absorbing that knowledge. Was that kind of similar with you?
1: Oh yeah, oh, you bet. I mean uh, you got long trips, 250 yeah. 300 miles, 400 miles. Mm-hmm. You, gotta have, you gotta have something to talk to. and I, I, uh, I really appreciated the old guys and one of the, uh, and I can't remember the guy's name again, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> I think it was I think his name was Man Mountain Mike.
0: Okay. Now,
1: Man Mountain Mike was a, a tremendously big fat guy. <laughs> and uh, uh, nobody wanted him in their car yeah. because he was he shitty drew your seats so <laughs> uh, down in Florida they to make sure that no baby faces or heels rode together the office assigns your uh, your ride for you
0: okay
1: so if you were going to Miami uh, from Tampa, they assigned you somebody to ride with and that is who you'd better ride with. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, there was hell to pay. Yeah, They did. They better not catch you riding, you know, the baby faces of the heels riding together.
0: Yeah.
1: But, uh, anyway, I, I, he, he, uh, man mountain, Mike, he, he said to me, he said, kid, how much you making now? And I said, Oh, 300 350 good week 500. Mm-hmm. He said, "Well, what does it cost you to live?" And I said, ah, "I pay all my expenses for probably 150."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the road, the motels that you might incur. I think that was about the average. Yeah. But uh anyway, he said, uh, "Well, he said one day you're going to be making a lot more money." He said, "But you need to start saving now."
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, he was about ready to get out of the business. I think he was in Florida looking for, I think he had a nine or ten unit apartment building he was looking at buying. Oh,
0: wow. But
1: after that, I never saw the guy again. But I thanked him many times in absentee for his advice.
0: Yeah. That was good advice. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about some chemistry with other wrestlers that you either wrestled against or with. Was there anybody in particular you just had that, you just knew the chemistry was there, you just had great matches with that person?
1: Oh, that was just a, a lot of guys. I mean, you couldn't, you're a single one, one down. If, yeah. The uh, If you talk about tag matches, I think... Uh, a match with uh, the Rockers, yeah, in in Denver stands out. I mean, it was, you know, and uh, the guy sells and finally gives the other his partner the odd hand, and the, the place pops, mm-hmm. and then immediately after the pop, it just dies. But at at that particular evening, just mm-hmm. the uh, the comeback. Lasted a good four or five minutes, which is yeah. was phenomenal. I mean, you know, those young guys had a lot of uh, get up and go, a lot of action, yeah. a lot of charisma, and uh, so that was one match I'll I'll remember in particular. Yeah. Uh, but I I had a lot of uh, a lot of matches with a lot of guys yeah. that, that I that I dealt with. Because I, I really I don't think I had an ego, uh, so it didn't matter to me if I was no. going over. Yeah. Uh, my opponent got ninety percent of the match.
0: Yeah,
1: and that that seems to be something that's missing today, guys.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> they 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 don't realize that there's good and there's evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, to put it bluntly. Where would God be without the devil? You need an opponent <laughs> and for you know you to get sympathy, that opponent's gotta do some damage to you.
0: Yeah.
1: But anyway, that's neither here nor there. And the, the to me the the art mm. of wrestling has has disappeared. Yeah. I mean <laughs> you see guys that on the opening matches that they try to burn the main event. Back then, you didn't burn the main event. If you mm-hmm. burnt the main event, uh, that you'd be having a talking to. Yeah. Uh, if you ever use somebody else's finish, uh, particularly if they were a big, big star, you might mm-hmm. just consider getting out your, your map <laughs> and start start looking for a new place to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree because nowadays, if you watch a show, the first twenty minutes they're just talking. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and I was watching, which I very rarely do. I I caught that new organization that's giving McMahon supposedly a run. I don't know if he is or not, but because I don't follow it that close. But Mm -hmm. uh, I seen a, a lot of good stuff and then all of a sudden out of the blue there was a high spot that didn't mean diddly squat mm-hmm. you, you could see the whole thing set up it was it was just not good
0: yeah yeah no i i hear you i uh watched uh smackdown the other night probably the first time in almost probably a year and it first 20 minutes was all talking and then Five minute match and then some more talking. Uh, I, I I miss the old days like you, Colonel, where you know they have the match. You do your little two minute interview, and yeah. then you, then you go then you go back to the matches. It's not twenty minutes; it's two minutes tops. You go back to the action. So well,
1: I, I just I don't I don't know that fans would sit still anymore for an hour of Broadway. I mean, yeah. I got, I think the last one, and I I did more than my share of our broadways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh, you know it's uh, and to do that, you you've got to tell a story, a complete story. Yep. It can't be a a Ric Flair match where you 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 have three twenty minute broadways. Yeah, it's got to have continuity. Yeah for the whole match. And I, I don't think I've seen that since, uh, Dory Funk, Harley race, mm-hmm. uh, Terry Funk, those kind of guys. I,
0: yeah,
1: I mean, I'm not, uh, knocking flair. I mean, it, it's just to, his style was to have three 20 minute broadways. With, right. So in other words, he'd establish a body part, the other guy to establish a body part mm-hmm. uh twenty minutes come back, blow off, and then start again on a new hold, yeah established for both people but
0: yeah
1: that's just that's just my critique you yeah. a lot of people might enjoy that 'cause i <laughs> but i just don't I just don't know if fans would sit still for an hour Broadway anymore maybe
0: um, they will I don't uh, I think run. people's I think people's attention span is a lot less now because of how just the way society is I mean they want everything yeah now now now
1: and yeah now I'll do it do it in an hour and get out
0: yep. So yep. let's
1: go to a movie next
0: exactly understand oh. yeah.
1: anyway uh, I was going to never mind. I okay. lost, okay. lost my train of thought. No, no go- problem.
0: I'll. I'll I'm going to move on to the next uh, subject. So you've had quite a few uh, feuds. I mean, I've over the years, I actually uh, went back a ways. Uh, you had feuds with Snuka, Wahoo McDaniel, Sergeant Slaughter, and and Derek Dukes are the ones that stood out to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you I mean, you were only like I said you were you were from Wisconsin. You said yeah, so. Yep. Yeah. You'd have only seen AWA stuff, but right. Uh, the feud with Wahoo was short lived, and yeah. My God, I, I thank God for that. <laughs> uh, he he'd have killed me before we ever got started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't mean physically. I mean. Business wise, yeah, I had one time. I was I was when I was working in Kansas City, mm-hmm. I was the the regional champion, Central States or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So and I'm I've got good heat uh, just by just by wrestling. I was mm-hmm. a wrestling deal. So anyway, they get a chance to bring Dick the Bruiser in. Okay. Because they have signed him for St. Louis for I think uh, two or three shows, mm-hmm. and I when I say signed, there's no there was no signatures. It was just yeah, you agree to show up and and this and that. So anyway, they said, well, we got to have somebody for Dick the Bruiser to wrestle when he comes. Well, Easy Ed, that was what they called me. <laughs> that, that, was, that was not my uh, that was not my choice of names, but I didn't have one. Yeah. So they just gave me one. But anyway, so I am talking to the bruiser before we go on in a good house, you know. And Pat O'Connor was there. He was the would be booker. Yeah. And uh, so uh, Bruiser starts, well, uh, I haven't been here in a while. Uh, I probably better take the first fall pretty quick. I said, okay. He said, how are you going to take the second fall? And I said, well, you grab, you know, make a little comeback, grab a headlock. I'll side suplex you, come off the top rope. How are you going to soften me up, kid? <laughs> well, I'm going to side suplex you, come off the top rope. Uh, you got to have a gimmick. I said, I've never used a gimmick and I really don't want to. Yeah. you gotta have a gimmick, kid. So I thought so Connor nods at me like, get a gimmick, let's satisfy the guy. So I wrap a popsicle stick up in tape and put it in my tights. <laughs> so anyway, he takes first fall so on and so forth. The story's going. So going in the second fall, he he says, Get the gimmick, kid so I reached out of my tights and I get it and I hit him with a gimmick and I thought he'd do the crappie, be laying on the, be laying on the deck. I look around and he's just holding his throat. Get the gimmick, kid. So I had to hit him three or four times with the gimmick, and finally he went down and I was able to beat him. But it killed me in Kansas City and I was, I was telling Jack Briscoe, I said, you know, I said the Bruiser killed me. Stone cold dead in Kansas City, and <laughs> in hell, he said he did the same thing to me in St. Louis. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, well, he just it was he just didn't sell, that might have gone long in the AWA. I, I can't yeah. imagine with with Gagne, but I guess he drew money for him, so it didn't matter.
0: Yeah, yeah. He used to be a big. I remember. I mean, I kind of remember him in the in the seventies. I mean, I was a little kid, uh, but uh, he, uh, <clears throat> that's interesting. You say that. I, that's a, you're not the first person that said that. So I, I kind yeah,
1: of, no, I mean, if you're, if you're uh, a wrestling type, it, it don't do you any good, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: you're you your, the feuds we were talking about, what was probably your best feud? I mean, you like I said, I mean, when I saw you as Colonel De Beers in the AWA, you had Snuka, Slaughter, Dukes. I mean, I know you drew guys drew a lot of heat with
1: Derek Dukes. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, you know, working with Dukes was a lot of fun. Did you, do, you, do you remember what happened to him after his wrestling career? No, I don't, no. Oh, it was... Apparently he went into boxing. Uh, so he's he's doing his uh doing his first match and the guy hits him and he takes a big wrestling bump. Oh. And needless to say the boxing commission came down on him and he lost Oh yeah. no. Well, because it was it was fixed, but he He did. (laughs) Somebody didn't tell him. Don't take an exaggerated wrestling bump.
0: Well, live and learn, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I. (laughs) All right. uh, Somebody was interviewing me, and (laughs) I can't remember who the guy was, and I let him along like I was this big racist, you know. Yeah. Really, I hated blacks or anybody off color, and. -hmm. So I had him going for about 20 minutes. And finally he was ranting and raving about, oh, that's pretty, yada, yada. I said, yeah, but I made him money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you did. (laughs) So, you did. Yeah. You, it's funny because uh, nowadays, oh my gosh, Colonel, it would, yeah, you'd be tarred and feathered and, 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 labeled and yeah with all the social media platforms now i mean i would yeah yeah it would you got a lot of heat then you get a, a really a uh,
1: lot of heat now i don't i don't you know it's uh i don't really think that the average fan understood the gimmick to, to be honest yeah. uh you know they I'd hit the ring and they'd be chanting USA, USA, USA.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: For Christ's sake, I'm a South African mercenary. (laughs) Well, both South Africa and, you know, the U S were fighting communism. Yeah. But, uh, anyway,
0: yeah,
1: neither here nor there, but they didn't, they really didn't get it. Yeah, Mine wasn't the only gimmick there. Uh, I don't know if you ever remember, uh, Oh, my God. The names just don't come to me anymore. Uh, oh, well. Another story. Forget it. It's lost. Okay.
0: No problem. Let's talk about some of your different characters that you that you had as a wrestler. You had... Uh, you were the Polish Prince. That was a little bit when you were, I think, getting started, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, I don't... Remember where I did it at, but yeah. Uh, Then you had uh, the convict, yeah, yeah. That was that was just a because I was uh, doing I was in Europe a lot, and I I would do uh, nine or ten months in Europe, and then I'd go back, you know, to the Northwest, and that was during one of those two month stints, and that was basically to get. Kurt Henning over. Oh, okay. It was a real short, you know, I don't even know. I think maybe I was, I did four or five shows uh, as the convict, but it was just the whole, the whole purpose was to uh, get Kurt Henning over his baby face.
0: Okay. Interesting. All right. So to all the people that you, or characters you portrayed. In my opinion, the Colonel was the best. Was that your most enjoyable
1: uh, character? Most, it was, it was a lot of fun, Yeah. but uh, I, I did one and I was the mega Maharishi. Yes.
0: Yes. That, that, one, on here.
1: that one was a great deal of fun. And <laughs> it's, it's because I, you know, if, do you follow Netflix or.? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a uh, a documentary on there called Wild Wild West. Okay. And it was about the Bhagwan Shiraj Nish who had settled in a big, uh, big ranch in uh, eastern Oregon. Okay. And it was actually the first they committed the first act of bioterrorism in the, in the country. Oh, wow. Because they were, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. But anyway, I patterned my gimmick after this Bogwan guy had a, a red robe. And, of course, this guy, <laughs> I forget, he had, I think, 200 and some Roll Royces that people had bought him. And he would wow. drive a Woolen we every day down through the people, and the throngs would. But anyway, I was my gimmick was to beg for money, you know, to send <laughs> send money to the to the Mega Maharishi Foundation. And people would people would throw money at me. <laughs> and of course, being the cheap bastard that I was, I'd pick it up, or I'd have to borrow. <laughs> <laughs> candy Bar, pick it up and give it to me. But uh, anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Along with, along with that, I'd I learned a trick in uh, while I was wrestling in Europe, mm-hmm. where you we, uh, we were there for three months during the summer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and during that time there was an OPEC meeting at the hotel Interconti, which was right next door to the. Uh, the, uh, like an open air stadium during the summertime, but anyway, so these uh, these sheets came over and started watching the wrestling. Well, we hooked them up with this thing just for them, so we managed to manipulate close to four thousand bucks out of these uh, out of these guys, <laughs> you know, because it was what yeah. they wanted to see, and I. I think my opponent, which maybe he'd be, be the only person I ever say anything bad about that I wrestled. And that was a, a big, fat Otto vance Yeah, so, big, yeah. Big, fat, and lazy slob. <laughs> and I don't give a shit if he's dead or not. He was a real piece of shit. He, uh, <laughs> you know, when I, I spent, when I was in Europe, because he was he, he basically just worked his own territory and a few other yeah. ones,
0: yeah,
1: uh, but so he didn't work in with the same group I did, and then their star was getting too old, so they they brought him in, and I was over as a as a big cowboy heel, mm-hmm. and so I knew you know I had to put the guy over, yeah, and that, that was fine. I did it for one whole year making him look good. Yeah. So now I, we're in the second year, and he, he's thinking I'm going to fucking lay down for him again. <laughs> so when I, would, when, when I would start to heal on him, he'd back into a corner, and all he would give me was that big, broad, fat back of his to beat on. <laughs> and I couldn't do any damage there. And then he'd come roaring out, you know, making a comeback. I'd just fucking bail out of the ring. Not time, not time. Yeah, he time the time the fifth round came. He was so fucking mad. Excuse my language, okay. that he wouldn't even make a comeback. When, when it was like, <laughs> all he did was go in and complain to the office that I wasn't cooperating. And yeah, so, but anyway,
0: yeah,
1: he. But that was just—he was. Yeah, never mind.
0: Yeah. And I don't
1: want to my day out negatively.
0: Okay, no problem. We'll we'll move on. Uh, so you did some big card events too with with the AWA that I I, I saw uh, Russell Rock, uh, the Super Clashes, yeah, and, the, and and of course that famous Team Challenge series. Oh. Uh, yeah, so talk about those a little bit. What was those like for you? I mean, those were like some pay per views and some big, big, big deals for Verne.
1: I would I, I would call that grasping at straws. Yeah, they they were trying anything and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that uh, you remember the uh, the match I had with uh, oh god, the little guy from Milwaukee. Uh, Jake the Milkman Milliman. Milliman, yes, 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 the, Team Challenge. The turkey, yeah. the turkey on the pole match. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they were they were grasping at straws and trying yeah. anything.
0: Yeah, I will tell you, I thought out of those what I mentioned, I thought uh, Super Clash 3, I mean, I know there's a lot of, with the different promoters and stuff, but actually I thought the matches were were great. I mean, for to me.
1: Yeah, but. I was that. I I'm I'm trying to think. That was the one that was in Chicago, right? Yeah, that was in
0: Chicago. The correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that
1: was the one that uh, they they worked Vern Gagne on. Remember, mm-hmm. supposed yeah. to the main event was supposed to be uh, the guy pulled his foot off and longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was. But they had already run the match. Yeah. They'd already run the match all over Tennessee and all over Texas. So who in the who in the fuck's where where's the buy rate? Yeah. Yeah.
0: They exactly. so
1: I I don't think I ever got to tell you the truth, I don't think I ever got paid. Oh no. No, I'm serious. I, I No, I believe
0: you because they did Lawler talks about how he never got paid for that either.
1: Yeah. Huh. So I uh, that was one one of the top supposed promoters doesn't pay. you. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's that's not good. So, all right. So promotions you worked for quite a few. Uh, you worked now. I also read that you worked in the WWF a little bit in 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 eighty three with with Fred Blassie.
1: Yeah. Was that
0: under? vince senior i'm assuming still
1: yeah that's the that was the old man okay is, is, i did i it, don't know uh i don't that didn't last very long i don't think blassie liked me and it didn't didn't really matter to the, me i didn't want to i didn't want a manager anyway yeah but anyway that's neither here nor there yeah they what? uh the uwf was an interesting Yes. Let's and talk about that a the, little bit. I I I'm and well I'm not bitter at what's his name, but uh Herb Abrams who I who I am bitter at is some asshole had uh, contacted me in regards to a book yeah. that he was gonna write on the UWF and I I you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, telling my story and then the the guy just didn't do shit with it, so i yeah, and then I think uh dark side of the ring did a a thing on it, which I watched, which I don't know it was it was really I don't know to me what happened was that herb Abrams was a freak for anybody that worked for the w w e he yeah. was out to He was going to be the giant killer. He was going to kill McMahon Jr. And, you know, he hired a bunch of us uh, people that, you know, were uh, no longer working. Yeah. But anyway, when the WWE started cutting a lot of guys, then he hired them.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: they started taking over. But that was... It was a it was a real mess. Uh, there wasn't a real Booker. There wasn't a real finish. Mm. It's like the, for no reason they threw me with Ondorf mm. in some in some match. There was no build up to it or anything else. Yeah. They just threw it in there, and I think it was in Bradenton, Florida, I believe, his pay per view, and oh my God, they'd the a match, an early match. It was the. Uh, hell, I think. Oh, it was the brother of uh, one of the Road Warriors. Okay. And. and uh, John Laurinaitis. It, yeah. 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 The anyway, I forget what he what his name was back then. But him and another guy that's that's dead now that was got all goofy. I think he overdosed, but he had some brain damage. And Gordy, Gordy, Terry Gordy, Terry. Oh, Terry Gordy. Yeah. 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 They had, so because the matches, you know, nobody had anything to say about it. They just let guys go in the ring and do everything. Well, hell, these guys fought all over the building (laughs) and the television cameras followed them. Yeah. So when everybody's match after that was shortened up, Wow, yeah. and when I went to, to go in the ring with Orndorff, they said five six minutes, five six minutes, no more. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta cut. And what 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 transpired was probably the worst match I'd ever had in, oh. since I was, you know, a, a green guy. Yeah, it was uh Ah, sorry. Anyway, yeah. So all the I, still, I, still got, I still got paid.
0: Oh, there you go. That's what really counts, right? hmm <laughs> So out of the promotions that you worked for, territories, what was your – where did you like
1: working the best? I, I, like, I like working in Europe. Okay. Uh, just simply because everything was 15 days to 90 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you were in the same place, the same venue, mm-hmm. and it was great. No travel. I mean, you were able to get to the gym and work out as much. Well, in fact, I, I got up to 285 pounds just oh, wow. by eating good and, you know, not having to long trips or anything like that. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, I, I enjoyed it. And I also enjoyed Australia. hmm even though there was a great deal
0: of travel
1: there. But. yeah okay
0: interesting uh i also read that you were uh an a cauliflower alley club men's honoree in 2004 with uh with buddy rose is that mm-hmm. did, did you go to that uh i mean were you there oh, yeah. for, what no, was that I was, was that pretty neat was that pretty exciting for you
1: uh, yeah i it was a work it was okay i mean uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, they the club membership I think was declining, and yeah. so I, you know, they they called me up and said, uh, "Yeah, we'd like to honor you." And I said, "Well, thank you very much." And they said, "But you got to join." <laughs> <laughs> so, so I joined, and I I was yeah. a member for a few years. Yeah. But, yeah. When I I think what kind of soured me was that uh, there was somebody that was down down and out. Mm-hmm. I think I, I won't go into it because it, I think they're still alive and I don't want to embarrass them. But anyway, okay. it was somebody and I the club wouldn't help them out. Well, they're working and not in in wrestling, but. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, but that doesn't mean they don't have financial problems. But right. anyway, yeah, they, they didn't, they didn't help. And I said, that's bullshit. This is, that's what it's for to help yeah. guys that are down and out. And I, I just never, uh, never gave him my 25 bucks. Okay. <laughs> I, I went, I went one more time, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't, uh, gracing the the dinner or anything like that. I just
0: Yeah.
1: It was on the fringes. Yeah, anyway. Gotcha.
0: gotcha. All right. So difference now between and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but pro wrestling when you started and and now, I mean you talked about it a little bit. But uh what what do you think is the big difference of when you were in the ring and on TV and everything versus today when, when you have watched it today. Okay.
1: The big difference is everybody is scripted. Yeah. They've got writers for their matches and, and I, I, I really don't see how that can work out, but I mean, you I don't know. Yeah. So people wouldn't, uh, when I worked, Mm -hmm. it was, you feel the crowd, what are they buying? Yeah. And and you learn to feel the crowd and and give them, I mean, you can start down a path. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I noticed near the end of my career that you just, you had to be adaptable. And I mean, everybody's everybody's smart. Uh, Are they buying wrestling? No. Are they buying high spots? No. Well, then they'll buy comedy. (laughs) <laughs> so that was near the end. And so you did what you had to do to yeah. entertain the people. I had an incident that I, <laughs> I'd i forgotten about. And uh, Raven reminded me the last time I saw him mm-hmm. was, a, was a match in Oregon. And I was, I, I had to work with this green guy. I mean, he was big, muscular guy, but he was from Alaska. And he didn't, he didn't know diddly shit. Yeah. So, I did everything I could. So, before I got in the ring with him, I I just grabbed a book. And I think we were in a school or something. And I grabbed a, a book, and it didn't have much of a cover on it. And so, when I went in the ring with him, I just told him to do this. And then I'd go back and I'd look up in my book how to counter it. And, you know, and I did that for a good 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, just going back and reading up supposedly, but he thought that was, that was amazing. Yeah. I look back on it. It was by God, amazing, but I'd come (laughs) up with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is. Okay. Well, one more question then we'll get off here with you. What are you doing now, sir? What are, what's got any projects that you're doing or just,
1: no, no, just sitting on my ass. I, I, uh, this new thing came out. I don't know what it's all about. Uh, ganyad called me and some about they're going to market old wrestlers, dead ones, and everything else.
0: Yes, yes. He's
1: talked to me and about that, yeah. So I don't know where it's at since I signed the contract. I haven't heard anything, so I don't know yeah. what's. Well, I can tell you real quick. I just talked
0: it. to him a couple of weeks ago, Greg, and uh, they got the first – batch coming out here soon and then they're going to start releasing the series so you'll probably hear something pretty soon from him about it okay yeah, yeah
1: i don't other than what i just read so far that's that's all i know okay well so I'll, I'll just be patient i don't yeah if, if something drops from heaven then that's a good deal there you go well Colonel De
0: Beers, sir, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah,
1: I you know, I I know you guys, you want me to get on and knock in people and things like that. No. I'm not gonna no. I'm not gonna do that. I, I've only no. got one evil person and that's that fat bastard from Austria.
0: <laughs> no, I don't I don't do that. I try to be positive.
1: Um Well, it's not it's not that. It's just yeah sure you got but you got people that you may not like and everything mm. else. It's a business. So right. you do your, your. I mean, I, I have good matches with guys I didn't get along with right? because it, it's a, it's just a business and it's right. a live and let live business. Yeah. Although now it's, you know, the, the person that predicted the way this was going to end up
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he did so many, many times, Mm-hmm uh was Jack Briscoe. Oh really? And yeah, I remember one time and I this stands out in my mind because he he was the champion at the time and I had to do an hour with him and he was he was saying, Hey man, I'm I've done hours. I'm going on, you know, three weeks of straight hours and is there any other way I can get a rest? And of course Pat O'Connor said, I want an hour of Broadway and Yeah. But anyway, we had an hour and it was was a good match. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, he'd said, you know, he said, this business is changing and it's changing very quickly. Mm -hmm. And he said, before long, he said, we're going to be like Mexican lucha libre. Mm -hmm. And I thought, it'll never happen, you know. Yeah. It sure as hell did.
0: Yeah, he was right.
1: Now it's what's a long match now 10 minutes
0: i would say the longest probably is 10 to 15 minutes max um it's wow, it's yeah. not and that's because like you, like we talked about it's just people's attention span if you're and they run out of moves i mean because you know it's it's scripted like you said earlier yeah. they don't they don't they don't do that like you guys used to do in the ring where you go with what the crowd's doing, what the crowd, how the crowd is, you're feeding off the crowd. And, and they, don't, they, they don't
1: do that. No, no, it's because they're scripted and they,
0: yeah.
1: they this move's got to follow that move, even mm-hmm. if it don't mean shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's got to mean something. I mean, I can remember guys like Johnny Valentine, mm-hmm. if they scratched their ass during a match, it meant something. You know, I mean, they were uh, just that hell. I I seen Valentine one time have a a ten minute match with some uh, black guy in St. Louis, sitting up in the the upper deck. Yeah, (laughs) you know, just just looking at him and and biting him in the ring, and people going nuts. You know, the guy was the the guy was a show. Yeah, right. So. Those those days are gone. You yeah. you put one of those guys yeah. to try to entertain on their own without yeah. being stupid. I don't know. I don't know if they could do it. Maybe they I, could. Maybe they could. Well, I think it'd be a lot Maybe tougher.
0: It's a lot. If it's a lot. Wanna, if
1: you want to call it quits, I can talk all day. But <laughs> anyway, no, I appreciate... I don't want to be critical. I guess they're making money. Yeah. And uh, a damn sight more than I made in my day. So more power to them. There you go. I don't know I I'm, I'm pretty beat up. Yeah. And I just can't imagine what their bodies are going to look like when they're, they're my age, assuming they get there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's uh it's a lot different and uh yeah. it, it, and uh, it's got its good points and bad points like anything else, you know, yeah. and and uh I just enjoy uh talking to uh gentlemen and ladies like, uh, like yourselves that really paved the way for these wrestlers of today. You guys were the trailblazers. They paved the way you, you did a lot of the hard work uh, for these guys that are around today. And, and I appreciate it. And I want to tell you that. So, and, the,
1: uh, well, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't even know what they're doing now to teach these guys. Yeah. Although I did see on that new one that Tully Blanchard, I think he had, Tully had a lot to do with the fact that they, at least during the first three or four minutes, they had developed a story. Right. But then again, it was blown with a big high spot and <laughs> that would, that, that would and should have been a finish. But anyway,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Colonel De Beers, thank you for coming on today, sir. I sure do appreciate it.
1: Okay. No problem.
0: And, uh, folks, thanks for listening, and uh, subscribe if you haven't, and we will talk to you.